Welcome to a degree in sports, your home for college sports, college basketball, college football. I'm your co-host, Cole, along with my good friend, Jeff Tate. How are we doing today? Oh, we're doing great. Great feedback from our first episode of a degree in sports that dropped Sunday night. Took a little longer than we wanted, but we had to make that first one perfect, you know, and now I think, guys, you can get a feel of what this podcast is going to look like and you'll also see where you can get this podcast cole i wasn't lying i mean if you go and look it is every single place you can get a podcast basically so hopefully you guys found your home for it and i know i'm excited cole for this one yeah it is quite literally everywhere um you you really weren't lying i didn't think we could do it but it's everywhere very encouraged with our first episode um i will say i'm pretty encouraged i'm not i'm not one to boast but I'm just going to put my hand up right now, and I did say Oregon and Washington. Everyone was talking about Arizona, Arizona State, Utah. Everyone was talking about those teams, but before it was was pretty streamlined news, I did say, here come Oregon and Washington right to the Big Ten. And lo and behold, they were the two teams that moved the needle. Not necessarily Arizona, not Arizona State. They moved first. I did say Florida State and Clemson will be next, and I have till the end of this week for to be proven correct in that. And we saw Florida State kind of inch closer also not trying to boast but hand up first one that was talking about florida state and clemson when everyone else was talking about west i went east and i'm not entirely wrong yet so no you're not and we're recording this on tuesday august 8th and to be honest he said he had a whole week and so he's got a few more days on that prediction maybe when this podcast actually drops it'll be reality and those teams will have actually left the acc now it's really crazy because when Cole and I recorded this last Thursday night, or last Thursday, we talked all about everything that was going to happen, and then it literally all happened. You had Oregon, we're just going to do a quick recap for you, Oregon, Washington, leaving the Pac-12, basically ending the life of the Pac-12 as we know it. They're going to the Big Ten next year, and then you have Utah, Arizona, Arizona State join the Big 12. Cole, it was chaos. I mean, I think that was probably the craziest two-week span I have like witnessed, especially in the off-season for college football, probably in my lifetime. I mean, I was just tired. Like all the consuming, all the news, trying to keep up with the headlines. Like it was tiring. It was so much. I can't remember one an off-season in general that was as news-filled as this one, let alone a uh, fall camp that has been this filled with news and this much just talk about college football and you know what they say bad publicity there's no such thing as bad publicity it's good publicity the sport's growing more and more eyes are on it people are getting excited and if that, at the end of the day change creates interest and it's definitely a very weird time for college football and fans there's a lot of nostalgia a lot of laughs that are going to happen this year which is sad it is the end of an era and but that's also going to get way more eyes on it this year and a lot more just I would say interest and enjoyment in the sport and yeah it was a crazy day like I was I found myself just like I was consuming it all and I didn't like have anyone to talk about it with and I was just like walking around my office just trying to find that one person like does he know college football like I want to talk to him about it because like I just I just I couldn't I couldn't like keep it in anymore it was so much I had to let it all out but it's, it's been fun yeah, no, fun is a great way to describe it, but I don't know about you. I just want football. I just want to see some football games, and we are getting so, so close. We're, I was thinking about it. I know three weeks from this Friday is the first Michigan State game, but that's week one, so then that means two weeks from this upcoming weekend is week zero. So, I mean, Cole, we're getting close, and I, 
I'm just excited. It, it is sad to see some of these traditional conferences die, but to be honest, that's just the new age of football, and you got to embrace it. Like, I know a lot of people are probably upset that your regional teams now are going all over. Like, I mean, the Big Ten that used to be a Midwest conference is now all over the U.S., and that's just how it's going to be, but that is going to be great for football. It's going to create a great product. It's going to make the postseason that much better, and so I think it's what we're Cole and I are trying to do here the next few weeks before our official game start is we want to break down your Power 5 conferences, give you quick previews, just make you figure out how, look at that conference, how to figure all of it out, and go from there. And to be honest with you, we're going to start in a, ironically, the Big 12, or the Pac-12. Can I, can I just can I just stop you really quick? Yeah, go ahead. I just, want to, I just want to provide one little ounce of positivity that you're not going to get from Twitter or X or from the mainstream news of everyone talking about realignment. Um, just a little thought I had, and something that I feel like should be talked about more with this all realignment is one, there's no way what is happening right now is sustainable. Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA traveling to Maryland for a game, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio. That's not sustainable. NFL teams don't even really do that. Like they have their they have they have their divisions for a reason. So, I guess for some positivity of yes, a lot of this is going to go away. Conferences are going to go away in my opinion. I think this sealed the deal for that. But I think that's going to create a one overall governing body for the sport, which I think will be good, which will in turn I think will create almost divisions, regional divisions which I think we'll see restore a lot of those regional rivalries back to what we know and love. And I think eventually this all will come full circle. We'll get an expanded playoff and we'll get a division. Could be 10 years down the road. I think it's a ways, but I think the overall end of this will go to Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State, and their own conference up there northern, like in north northeast or northwest. And then, like, I think it, all of that is going to be regionalized. We're not going to lose the Michigan-Michigan State rivalry. We're not going to lose the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry. Like, all those big rivalries are generally regional. So, not a lot of people are talking about it, but I think college football is going to expand beyond conferences. We'll have one governing body, which will then not allow TV deals to dictate conferences, and it'll just be one governing body dealing with one TV deal rather than the ACC trying to deal with their own TV deal while the Big Ten's doing their own thing and people are always moving around. So I think this sealed the fate because there's no way college football can stay like this. And I think it'll be like this craziness for another few years. But I think within 10 years, we are mo- we will move to regional conferences again with one governing body that will honestly have a model that will probably be more like the NFL. So I think that'll be fun at least. Like Oregon State fans, Washington State fans – it's not over for you guys. It's going to be a tough few years, but I think they'll make it out. Yeah, I think the like overwhelming uh, frustration, kind of like what you just talked to on the positive side right now with everything, is you just have some historic rivalries that you're probably not going to get for a few years. You have Oregon, Oregon State, which is the Civil War. You have Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That's Bedlam. Like You just have some traditional... Uh, rivalries that are probably going to kind of take a back seat for a few years but like Cole said I think in the end everything's going to work out the way it needs to and everything's going to be okay. So what I was what I was saying about kind of what yeah, we're, we can get into it now. <laughs> yeah. Cole, I like the you had to make the point. It was a great point. 
to you got to get those points and sometimes you got to shut me to. up i talk I was too much itching. <laughs> i was itching for it no and so no one else was saying that i had to be the first yeah you are definitely in the minority on that because i would say most people are a little pretty upset with conference stuff but i don't think i don't think that's going to last long and we're going to get football games and everyone's going to realize it's just football it's just who you're playing is a little different and that is what it is so these first few weeks we are going to go conference by conference and break down the Power Five conferences. It's the last year of breaking down the Power Five conferences, if you think about it, because they're kind of a few of them are dead. And so we this week are going to drop two episodes. Um, they're going to be a little bit shorter than our normal uh, 40 to 50 minute episode. The first one we're going to do here in a few minutes is the Pac-12 preview, which that'll be the last one. Unless somehow all the Mountain West teams just join the Pac-12 and still keep Pac-12 as a name. But I think that would be a pretty stupid idea, to be honest, because then everyone's... I just don't think it's a good idea. So what we're going to do is we're kind of going to go give you a 10,000-foot view of that conference. We're not going to go team by team. Nobody wants to hear about Cal. Let's just be honest. I mean, I don't even know why they're... No wonder why they didn't get picked up by any other conference. Have, they haven't been good at anything, I would say, in a long time, Cole. So we'll just skip over them. But what we want to do is we want to give you kind of some of the favorites in the conference, some of your better players, uh, some storylines to watch, and then we want to give a prediction. We want to say who we think is going to win it, uh, just so we can be on the record saying that, not that there's really a ton at stake, just some bragging rights and some credibility. So what we're going to do is I'm going to start off here with the, the Pac-12 and kind of just give you um, just a few things, and then Cole's going to go in, and we're just going to kind of play off each other on this. So obviously, probably most of you know the favorite in the US or in the Pac-12 is USC. Uh, they return the Heisman-winning player, Caleb Williams, who is an absolute stud. Um, they lost in the conference championship to Utah. That was Really, that was the only team that gave them any fits in the Pac-12 in terms of losing games. Uh, that was both of their losses, um, and then they lost their bowl game. But I think USC, if you look at it from an odds standpoint, is uh, two to one to win the Pac-12. But they're not massive favorites. You got, and they, I'm using FanDuel, so all those can fact check me. Uh, we got Oregon at basically three to one odds. You have Washington at almost three and a half to one odds. You have Utah five to one, and then you kind of get down. You got UCLA ten to one, and Oregon State twelve to one. I would say, in my opinion, those are probably your six teams that have a chance at winning this conference. Maybe Cole will disagree with me, but Cole, just kind of from a, just kind of from going into this year, it's the last year of the, the Pac-12 as we know it. You got a lot of storylines. You have really based on the odds market, you have a pretty up for grabs conference. Um, so kind of with those six teams, do any of them just initially, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more on some of those teams, but does, does anyone stand out to you out of those six? Yeah. Um, first of all, this conference is going to be so fun. I think this is going to be my favorite conference to watch this year. Like those top six teams, or those top six teams, they're good. They're, I think they are very good teams with the exception of maybe UCLA, but I'll get into that later. I think this is going to be an amazing swan song for the Pac-12. This is an f- amazing final year for them. Going to leave a good taste in everyone's mouth and leave people wanting more. So, the first thing that sticks out to me the most, don't want to give away too much of what I'm, my picks and stuff, but Washington. I think Washington 
is going to be so good. I think, like, you have Penix coming back. He threw for, what was it? He had, let me just, let me double check my notes here. 4,600 yards, 31 touchdowns. Like, that's very, very, very good numbers. And we know what Penix can do. If he stays healthy, he's unreal. We saw that at Indiana, but the rest of the country got to see it uh, at Washington last year. Um, I think they have, like, every single part of their team is at least, at the bare minimum, average to above average. Every unit is at least average to above average. I like Kalen DeBoer a lot. I think their coach is really good. I think they had a home run uh, having him as their coach. And I, I mean, their receiving room is really good. They're returning so much. Their weakest part of their team, I would say, or their, maybe not weakest, the part that raises the most questions is their DBs. Just because there's questions doesn't mean there's not answers in that room too. So we'll see what their Washington sends out to me. USC is just boring because we know what we're going to get. Like, they're, they're going to be a really fun team to watch. But majority of people, when they hear Pac-12, they, they know the most about USC. So they know Caleb Williams. They know that they're going to have a fun offense. Their defense could suck, most likely will, despite having probably the most talent on defense in that conference. So, yeah, all those teams, like, I could talk for hours about those top six teams. So yeah, I don't I don't want to bore anyone. Or I know we got we're not gonna go too long with this episode, but yeah, uh, I'll give you my favorites maybe a little later. But I love this conference. Man, you move out to Phoenix, and it's like next thing you know, you just ditch your uh, Big Ten ties. It seems like, but no, I I think I mean, can we talk about how good the top teams in this conference's quarterbacks are like from if you're just looking at any conference in college football they they have the best quarterbacks I think at the top I I don't even know really if we can debate that just in terms of proven talent like you look at Caleb Williams I mean I have the stats up here what this guy did last year is nuts over 5,000 yards of total offense 52 touchdowns he was responsible for I mean that's just insane then you move to Michael Penix. Cole already gave you the stats on him. Cole said he had 31 touchdowns. He actually had 35 because he ran a few in. He's not a runner, but he, he got a few on the Th- 31 passing 31 touchdowns. Passing. Sorry. So see, you got him. And then we Cole, we didn't even mention Bo Nix, who's been in college football for like six years now. And he totaled over 4,000 yards and 43 touchdowns. I mean, from your top three teams in the conference, that's elite quarterback play. Like you can't go anywhere in the country and find the top teams in that conference with that good of quarterback play. I mean, you look at the Big Ten, Michigan, JJ McCarthy. He is the only one of those top three that are proven. Ohio State, you don't know who the quarterback is, and Penn State's Drew Aller. You don't really know what he's giving you. You go to the SEC, Alabama, Georgia, don't know their quarterback. So the quarterback play in this conference is going to be elite. I I'm, I like your your take on this being a fun conference this is going to be a shootout conference like old big 12 days where teams are putting 50 or 60 up i wouldn't be surprised if that's happens in the pac-12 some nights i mean you have usc who usually is horrible at defense and i mean i think they're going to be a little bit better this year but i don't see major growth oregon's never been good at defense and then cole just told you about washington struggling a little bit on defense so you're going to see points if and if you want to watch if you want to watch high scoring football i think you got a conference for it and i think it's a pac 12 and like cole said i mean you you just look at washington i mean 
I'm just kind of giving you guys some top players. I, I, I already was giving you guys the quarterbacks, but I mean, their top two receivers are probably the two best receivers in this conference. You have Romy Adunze and you have Jalen McMillan. Both of these guys are responsible for over a thousand receiving yards last year and 16 touchdowns between the two. That's really good to pair with a really good quarterback. And I'm not a fan of those guys coming into East Lansing in week three, but Michigan State's D-backs better be ready that game. That's all I'm saying, and they usually aren't, so that might be rough. But Washington, they're going to be fun. I think Utah's I think Utah's even going to be surprising. I mean, yeah, you got Cam Rising. I mean, that dude's been – I feel like don't, – Don't even get me started on Utah. Well, he's back. I don't know how healthy he's going to be, but – If Cam Rising is back, if Cam Rising plays – well, there's still some indecision with Cam Rising, but if he – if he is able to be the Cam Rising that he was last year, like we know he can lead a team. We know what he can do. If he's able to be fully healthy and play like he did last year, it's going to be tough. Uh, was it Kincaid they lost? Yeah, he was a monster tight yeah, end. That's he one. was amazing. So it's, it's going to be tough without him, but they do have a returning tight end. Tight ends, in my opinion, the good ones are great, but not a lot of drop-off from great to good as far as, like, as, far as wins can come from a tight end. So I think that... If Cam Rising can find some of his favorite targets, if really, I think the offense will be fine for Utah. Their defense is going to be, once, ag- once again, really good. They have a lot. They're the only good yeah. defense of those and, elite teams. Sorry, I had to cut you off. They're the only one that can play we defense. Try, like, <laughs> we know we, we can trust their coach to always have a solid team. We maybe not can't always trust in the start hot, but we know that they're going to be good. And Utah's got to break it, break that that streak eventually. Like, may, like they've got to eventually, maybe have a one loss to an undefeated season with how good they're going. You keep stacking up all these good seasons. You would think eventually they're going to figure out how to start hot. And I think they're a real contender to break into the playoff, depending on Cam Rising's um, health. Health. Yeah, and no, it's like you look at them last year, and they beat they beat the. I mean, let's be honest. USC was the best team in the Pac-12 last year. They beat them twice. You look at, you even look at them stacking years, like Cole mentioned. I mean, the year before they they lost to Ohio State in the Rose Bowl, and to be honest with you, they lost due to a historic day from Jackson Smith and Jigba. They were a great football team, and I think they they're definitely the team that you could probably count on to play some defense. But it's just it's a weird conference. I mean. Probably the most talked about team, not due to if they're going to be good or not good, is Colorado. I mean, Cole mentioned it on our first podcast. He's going to go watch Arizona State play Colorado because it's Dion. Like, there's going to be such a following behind Colorado. Now, I don't think anybody thinks they're actually going to be that good. I mean, you look at Vegas has them at their over-under is three and a half wins. That's bad. Like, that's... That's uh, for all the hype surrounding that team. That's pretty. That's pretty bad. And you bring in forty-seven new players. I mean, that is a transfer portal record. It's it's got some storylines. I mean, I do think your champion's going to come out of those top six. I'll give you my surprise team that is in that top six, but probably isn't one that many people are thinking about. But I don't know, Cole. It's just it's a weird conference. It's got all these off the field storylines first of all with the conference just all these teams are leaving it next year and it's going to be a pretty good year for the conference like this is this is a conference that hasn't had a playoff team since 2017 
And there's three pretty good teams at the top of this conference that if you tell me are going to be in the playoff, I'm not going to be super surprised. And so it's kind of one of those things going into the year. It's just, what are they going to look like? And I mean, we can get into we can get into some other storylines, but Cole, do you have any that really stand out to you? You sound really excited for Washington. Uh, you might have to. Do they play Arizona State at home? You might have to find your way to get to that game if they do. Yeah, um, I don't think Washington plays uh, Arizona State, unfortunately, but USC does. I mean, I'm going to go to a lot of these Arizona State games, and it's unfortunate that I live close to Arizona State and not a different Pac-12 school because. Arizona State is not going to be fun to watch. Um, but, so, yeah, I'm just going to go to games and watch them get stomped on. But there's this is just going to be fun. There, I think there's a, just a giant storyline built in because of all this drama in the offseason on conference realignment and teams leaving. And the added weight of this probably being the last year of the Pac-12, the stakes are going to be so much higher for all these teams. You don't think their coaches are, are going to want to be the last coach to win the Pac-12 title? You don't think that these teams are going to be even more fired up to end, to, to win the last season of the Pac-12? So, honestly, that's that's just a storyline that you literally can't have any any other year. Like, there's only one last season in, 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 in this 109-year conference history. I mean, it's just going to be over. So you can't, it's just, you can't write that. Like, it's just going to be amazing to watch. There's so many teams that are good, so much good quarterback play. And if we've learned anything from watching the NFL, it's quarterback play that creates views. It's quarterback play that creates entertainment. And that's a huge reason why this conference is going to be so much fun to watch. And you can literally talk yourself into all six of those teams being good. If you want to find an argument, for why that team is going to win the conference, you can easily find that argument. So I have very high hopes for this conference. I have high hopes for the drama it's going to produce, for the late season November drama it's going to produce. And I think a storyline that maybe not a lot of people are looking at and are even thinking about because why would you? It's never happened before. Pac-12 getting two teams in the playoffs. <laughs> that is a crazy... I mean, that's, un- that's <laughs> unlikely, but I... Like, who could write a better script than that? Their last year, just shoving it to the rest of all the other conferences and all of the, the TV deals and everyone saying, no, we are good, and you guys missed out on us. And I think there is no – there is a I wouldn't say it's, it's likely or realistic, but it could definitely happen. If it was going to happen any year, two teams getting in the conference, it would be this year. Yeah, well, I thought we had two Big Ten guys here, but I think we got a new Pac-12 advocate here and. And my good friend Cole. Just wait till we get to the big t- to the Big Ten. Please, yeah. <laughs> that might be an hour long episode. We might not be able to keep that one short at all. But no, I think there's great teams in this conference. I I'm very excited to actually maybe stay up and watch a game till one o'clock on the East Coast. Like those games are going to mean something this year, and I do think we have really good teams. So I want to do. We got we got two things we want to talk about with our Pac-12. And I want us to give predictions, but I also want us to give a surprise team. The one thing, Cole, I was for, I didn't want to forget to mention, this conference uses the two best teams get to play in the conference championship. I love that because that's how it should be. It's, it's what I've wanted the Big Ten to do forever because we all know that the Big Ten East is just way better than the Big Ten West. But Pac-12 is actually doing it. The two best teams with the two best records. Now, I'm sure you have a ton of tiebreakers and just crazy 
ways to determine those top two teams if they have the same record. But it's going to be awesome. So I want to give my surprise team really quick. It's one of the top six, but it's not one of the top four that are pretty unanimously up there in terms of the odds. And it's UCLA. Cole mentioned a few minutes ago how he could see any of the six winning. Early on in his talk, he mentioned that except for UCLA, kind of. I think you were hinting at it, but I actually think US or UCLA could be really good this year. I do want to state for the record, I think they're one year away from being elite. Now, in one year, they're going to be in the Big Ten, which I think is a harder conference, and then you're going to get into all the logistics of them having to fly across the country to play a game. But they brought in a stud at quarterback. Dante Moore was a kid, he's from Michigan, that I really wanted to go to Michigan State. He went. He was committed to Oregon. Oregon's offensive coordinator left, went to Arizona State, and that then created uh, some controversy, and if he was going to stick it out at Oregon, he didn't, went out, and now he's in UCLA. And, I mean, Brian Kelly's got to be thrilled to get a kid like that. Five-star. Chip Kelly. Oh, yeah, Chip Kelly. Thank you. <laughs> Chip Kelly, who knows how to work quarterbacks, and I think this is a team that could be pretty good. They bring in a good transfer running back, Carson Steele. Not many people know him. He's he's a he's a good old Mac boy from Ball State. He uh, the kid's crazy. He's I, I read something that he has a pet alligator that he wasn't allowed to bring with him to UCLA. See the things you learn on on a degree in sports. Best running back at UCLA. Used to have a pet alligator. If, if anybody cares to know, Cole, do you know that? I did actually. I actually oh, he did. did. Yeah, I couldn't remember if he has it currently or if he had one when he was a kid. No, they didn't let him. He used to have it at Ball State. They didn't let him bring okay. it to UCLA yeah. or something. I don't. It's it's probably those <laughs> those California laws out there. You know how those go. But those weird cor- corn boys up in the Midwest. Yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> but I think UCLA could be pretty good this year. I think they're trending upwards. Uh, the last few years, they've kept increasing their wins and you look at them I think they could be good Cole I think but I do want to say I think they're a year away I think you got to give Dante more a whole year and then the whole coming to the Big Ten which is going to only help recruiting that's my surprise team UCLA they're 10 to 1 you want to lock them in who knows I mean you, you look at them they I think they're gonna be good that's UCLA is my surprise team Cole first thing I want to say to that is College football is so much better with Chip Kelly, and when Chip Kelly's good, like, well, welcome back. Welcome back to, to big-time college football, Chip Kelly. He's been there a few years, but now that he's relevant, it's so much more fun. Listen, I want to create a unified front. I want to be just together, positive vibes only, you hitting your bets, supporting you. <laughs> I would love to do that, but I just can't. I think UCLA takes a huge drop-off this year. I just don't think they have the guys. I think they are – I agree. I think they're one year away. I think they I think they fall this year and they are the team that can't sustain the success last year. That would just be my prediction. I personally, as you are sprinkling a little on that ten to one, I'm sprinkling maybe a little bit more on that on the under for their win total. But that's just me. So sorry for to to bring the negative vibes. But my surprise team I have a surprise team that is realistic and I have one that's unrealistic and you guys probably know who one of those is if you listened to last week's episode. I'll start with my unrealistic one, Arizona. I think Arizona in this conference, they don't have a good defense, but who does? They have a good offense and this it's gonna be one by shootouts. So 
I don't read too much out of all the conferences for into that because I think Arizona has the talent. They have the risk taking at quarterback because he does throw a lot of touchdowns and a lot of yards, but he does throw interceptions. So I, I have a lot of faith. Not a lot of faith. Just kidding. Definitely not faith, but I think this could be a fun team. This is one that's very long odds. I don't know what exactly the odds are for them to win the conference, but <laughs> that's a you know a sprinkle a tiny bit of change and maybe uh, maybe make a lot. So it's, that's my penny stock for the conference. I mean, their quarterback has the talent, and their wide receiver room has the talent to put up huge numbers and surprise a lot of people. Not a lot of people looking at Arizona. I am, and only time will tell how correct I am. Am I only just a little bit correct or a lot correct? Because I'm not going to be wrong. The next, the, the, the realistic team I have, though, is Oregon State. They are so constant. There's, a, there's another team with good defense, great coaching, and they're going to run the ball, and they're going to run it well. And they're going to take the ball out of those great quarterbacks' hands because they're going to eat that clock up, and they're going to zig when the rest of the conference is zagging with their game style. And... I think Oregon State is the team to watch, and I think there's a very, very real possibility that we see them in Las Vegas at the end of the year playing for a Pac-12 championship. And like I said, I wouldn't say it's incredibly likely, but I think there's a very, very good possibility, and I would not be surprised come the end of the year and we're watching Oregon State play in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I those are my two teams. Oregon State, I'm a, I have a lot more faith in than Arizona, but just keep an eye out for Arizona. And if you guys listen to the first episode, Oregon State is definitely one that Cole and I have kind of circled as being a team that you might want to look at some over-under win totals for, some possible 12-to-1 odds to win the Pac-12, because that's that's a team that is trending upwards uh, based on the past few years. So let's wrap this up, Cole. Give me your prediction. Who is winning this conference? First of all, who's playing for it? Who is our national or who is our conference championship game in Las Vegas in first weekend of December? Who do we got? Our conference championship game is Washington. No surprise, judging by my rant. But this one will come as a surprise because I haven't really talked about them at all. Versus Oregon. Okay, and who and who's winning? You gotta tell you gotta tell the crowd that. I mean it's Washington. They they're I just don't see a hole in this team. I think Washington returns to the playoff. Okay, they're going to be – they were there last time in 2017. Cole's got them going again. I don't have them in even the conference championship game. I do think they're going to be really good, and I hate doing chalk. I'm not the type to uh, – not the type to usually go chalk on a lot of things, but USC Oregon, that's who I got. I think I think Caleb Williams is too good, and I think he'll Lincoln Riley's a good coach. He'll find a way to figure out the defense, and I like Oregon a lot. I – Cole and I really didn't even talk about them a lot. We'll probably get into them a little bit more in later episodes. But I think those two teams are really good. They do get to play each other this year. They didn't get to play each other last year. And I'm really excited for Bo Nix versus Caleb Williams. I bet the over in that game will be like 75 points or some crazy amount of points for that. But that's who I got. USC winning the Pac-12. That's my prediction, Cole. Not bad. Sorry, I'm Mr. Chalk. Only, hey, only time will tell. I mean, I think this is the hardest conference to predict the winner of because there's so many options. But it's going to be a fun year in the Pac-12. I agree. So this this will wrap up our Pac-12 preview episode. Um, in a few days, you will also be seeing a Big 12 preview that Cole and I have recorded. As always, 
Like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, We appreciate the feedback. Like Cole said, we've gotten a lot of feedback from you guys. Text, DMs, people sharing us on their Instagram stories. As much as you can help us do that, the quicker the show can grow. And like we always say, thank you, Aiden, for editing the podcast today. You are a crucial part of our team and uh yeah that's all i got cole anything else i just i just want to say thank you to whoever is putting us in their ears right now and just listening to us and consuming us because you guys could choose a lot of different people and you're choosing us so we appreciate you and we will always appreciate you no matter where we go i love it perfect way to end the episode you got to thank our fans because they're the uh they're the reason we do it so stay in the know for the podcast we'll be posting when the exact date for the next episode of our big 12 preview will be dropping and other than that enjoy your college football time <laughs>